sake, come over here. Let's try and squeeze Dave in, shall we? We got the armchairs out today. <laughs> there we are, you're in, you're in. We're looking a lot smaller on screen today. We got that please do not disturb sign that is on there. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look, let's just check if we're live on the old Facebook. Um, let's have a little look, mate, let's have a little look. Let's just jump in on, on here. Hey guys, hey Mark, how's it going? Uh, hope all is well. Had a nice bank holiday, Mark. Um, yeah, if you have joined us, as usual, a little bit of a different setup today. But yeah, do drop in the chat. Just say hello. Uh, hey, Bry. Hey, Jim. Hey, Shona. Here we go. We got Laura. The whole crew. The usual crew. I think we got a few. Here we go. Gary as well. Great stuff, guys. Yeah, keep commenting just so we know who is who is joining us today. But yeah, how was how was your weekend? There was four days, wasn't it? And who was out trekking? Who was out? Well, I mean, we know lots were out trekking. Because we had a lot of people who were in Everest Base Camp. We had I wasn't. Ones. You weren't actually. You were recovering. Yeah, definitely one recovering. Definitely one trekking. That's all right. We we're still recovering after the, after two cal. Um, but yeah, it's been a been a hell of a week. But um, yeah, great. It's also been amazing as well because you know we it's, it's so busy uh, at the moment. Like, yeah. What is it? We must have had over. 45 people at Everest Base Camp on the weekend. Yeah, it was a big one. It was a big one. It's, it's really exciting because we've got people over there who have yeah. done, um, we've had summits of Mera Peak, summits yeah. of Island Peak, loads of uh, base camp successes, loads yeah. of Gokyo successes. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy season over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very happy. I mean, it's just so nice to be kind of talking about summits and base camps and, and things like that. I know. You know, rather than all the I other know. stuff we were so, used to. Um, I know. Yeah. I, sometimes when we do the tune-in, I almost immediately slip into, yeah, so the travel restrictions at the moment are, um, and uh, I haven't actually had to talk about them much in the last uh, few months. So, we haven't, yeah. have we? I mean, you know, touch wood, touch wood. Um, it's it's all good. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, what's another day? Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, mate. Couldn't help it, couldn't well, help there's it. There's no you, sense, you, there's no feeling. You, you, you get me back, you get me back. Anyway, um, it brought us on to today's subject because we, we were chatting actually quite early this morning um on the way in and, and basically talking about funny enough altitude um but we wanted to do a little that, bit different that pesky menace that thing that, oh that, that she's happens. a cruel mistress is that altitude <laughs> um but you know it, it did come to it that there were clearly some things that you know we obviously we, we probably talked about these over the last few years um a lot but actually some of them although they seem obvious uh, you know sometimes they just don't happen um you know when we thought you know whilst people are going through these things and you know, we say seven. There's a little sneaky eighth in there that we'll we'll come to at the well, end because altitude has eight words. Because it has eight words, eight, eight letters. letters, eight letters. And, so uh, I was like, right, it has to have this one because yeah, it's, we've, we've it's got really to get important. it in. Um, but it was it was it was quite funny. We were just writing all down and coming up with things, and yeah, it's something a little bit different. And Dave, I, I heard you're doing the Carol Vorderman thing today. You yeah, I've, I've left that pen up there. <laughs> so um, clearly, I'm uh, I'm already really. I, I, wait, wait, wait. Okay, he's going right up there. They, look at that, they can see you. Wow. Yeah, that's like a... Mate, that's, that's good. It's, I think Steve would be happy with our framing here. Yeah, I think um, he would be, yeah. Steve, the video guy, Steve. <laughs> who's that stick... Uh, Mona was asking, who's that stick figure scaling Everest on the whiteboard? Who is that? Um, is, that is that you? Yeah, no, that's Tukal, Tukal and that's me. Um, it made it like I'm going up, but I'm actually coming down. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, oh, we've got Heather from Cusco. Oh, my God, I can't stop. I have to go fall off a bike. Heather, oh, have the an awesome bike day. Time. I am so, so jealous of I know. the bike day. I know. Um, it's, it's a bit nuts out there at the moment, Heather, isn't it? I heard there was a, some some strikes in, in, in Peru. So, yeah, I hope you're having an awesome time, mate. And, uh, yeah, take some pictures. It'd be great to 
to see how you're getting on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but who's on comments? I think we've got Fee on comments today. Is Fee on comments today? Yeah, she is. Sorry, that, I was looking for the that, window. That, that didn't sound like Fee. <laughs> That person was like, yo, dude, I'm like, like, bees on the comments. Oh, we got Sarah from, from Nepal as well. Sarah, congrats on making Mera Peak. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Smashed it. Amazing summit. I know you're off to Chitwan, aren't you? Um, tomorrow, I believe. But yeah, enjoy uh, being to Chitwan. It's absolutely amazing, amazing place. Um, completely different. The, the, the Terai region is like very flat. Mm. But yeah, Mera Peak all the way down to Chitwan, mate. You can't go uh, too, you know. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to catch up with Sarah and the guys on that Mera Peak trip because uh, yeah. I was following it quite closely just because it's exciting when we have something we don't do that regularly. Yeah, exactly. It's quite weird, um, and yeah, it was yeah, it was great to see yeah. him on the on the summit. Hundred percent. Fee on the comments. There she is. She's in. She's in. Now, honestly, Sarah is great. Um, you know, great to see some pictures as well. Um, you know us. We, we do love pictures and content and, and videos and everything. So yeah, um, oh, nice Sarah's to share. Been, Sarah's been smashing it. I, oh, I actually really? think Mera might have been a bit too easy for her. I think. Um, <laughs> I think Aconcagua next for you, Sarah. What do you reckon? <laughs> she, she probably would know, Sarah. Um, but right, yeah, today, though, right, let's crack on. Let's, let's get started. Yeah, let's do we, it. We got, we got, we've got eight layers to get through, although seven and one sneaky little extra we yeah, can not leave. We never let professionalism get in the way of a good show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But where should we start then, Dave? So A. What's, yeah. I wonder what, what A is. Um, if you see me looking down. <laughs> so, so A, the obvious one was actually going to be altitude, but we've actually yeah, decided yeah. to change it because of that age old adage. It's yeah. not the altitude, it's the attitude. Exactly. So we've gone for A, which is attitude. Do I have yeah. to get up and write it on the board now? You do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think right. we should write right. it on the you, board you, as we you, go. Yeah, you fill you fill the gaps and okay. yeah. Now attitude is is important. I mean you know, it's 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 a two two way thing here. Like when you're when you're on a, a trek, um, yeah, nice day. I like it. I like it. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have loads of people saying things like, "Can I have a P, please, Dave?" <laughs> uh, yeah, have a consonant, please, Dave. Brilliant. Um, but no, attitude is is key because when you're on a trip, it's it's hard to get sucked in by the altitude, the, the hardness, the difficulty, you know. And and sometimes it's how you approach that that can make the difference. Um, you know, we we talk about mindset a lot, don't we? And we talk yeah. about positivity. It's not kind of as easy as that. But sometimes it is how you how your attitude is to the challenge. Um, and I think, you know, when you look at it and you think, OK, get into get into Everest Base Camp, for instance, I use um, Everest Base Camp as, as an example. Um, you know, it can it can appear like this big sort of ugly beast that you kind of put on a pedestal and it's you can you can start worrying about it a lot. And I think with with if you, if you faced it a slightly different way and break it into chunks or see it as, as actually a, a good thing, a beautiful thing. Um, although it's hard, it's challenging. Your body is 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 working hard each day. Yeah. By having that kind of almost approach to or attitude, you will you know you'll have a far more enjoyable experience. And I think you know lots of these things that we we talk about here in the um in the seven or eight uh, that we're talking about. A lot of them are things that you 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 probably do on a daily basis anyway. But when you're trekking a high altitude, it can be difficult. It can be challenging. It can yeah. get you down. Um, and I think attitude is massively important. Yeah, I think so. And just over all the years that we've sort of spent on these trips, I've yeah. kind of noticed a few. They're not like no, nothing is like a golden rule, really. Mm. But there are a few trends that I've spotted. And one of them yeah. is, you know, depending on the attitude. Now, it's very easy to. Well, it's easy to fall into a situation of almost like overwhelm. You know, yeah. when you're dealing, yeah, yeah. perhaps you're not 100 percent feeling great. You know, it's been a hot day. It's been a hard yeah. day. And it's actually. It, 
it's it, you it's not something that you know a lot of people can do naturally which is like keep their spirits up and always be happy some people naturally and i might be one of these people go the other way yeah. and get a bit fed up and a bit annoyed because it was a bit of a tough day mm-hmm. um but where attitude comes in for me is about bouncing back from that about focusing on why i went there focusing on the amazing things that i yeah. saw that day um and keeping that positive attitude into the next day all right everyone's allowed to have a little moment of misery where they might shed a tear let out a few f-bombs but ultimately wake up the next day with the same positivity that you started the trip with and i think that's really important yeah um because i've noticed those people that can't bounce back wake up the next day dreading the day because the day bores really hard yeah it's almost a fast track to back to you know sea level really because everything's much much harder for you to sort of battle against and i think you know even on my recent experience on tupacal yeah um although i didn't make the summit i still i still look back and enjoyed it and i still yeah. started the next day with a positive attitude and tried to think of the learns yeah. from it and things like that and yeah attitude big one it can make it, is, it can make it make it make a big difference make a heck of a difference um it really can um but it's a big one yeah so that's that's, that's that attitude got in there um, I see you wrote down altitude on there. I, I corrected it. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, the, the second one we're going to come back to because that's our surprise one. So yeah. I'm sorry to tease you there so early on, but we'll come back to that. But right, T. Dave, yeah. give us a T. What's, what's T, man? I thought I was the exhausted one. <laughs> so T is yeah. for time. Okay. But really, what we're going to talk a little bit about more yeah. is the time you spend in the mountains, but also the time it takes for you to get yeah. to where you're going. So really, it's about pace yeah um it and, is it's so key at altitude yeah so key and it is a really important i've got to get up eight times i know mate. i know <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um yeah pace is i, I think absolutely critical um even when you're at the lower altitudes so yeah. when you start on tupcal um uh, imlil you know what's that just shy of 2000 uh yeah about 1900 meters, about 1900 meters yeah, yeah. yeah not you're not going to feel the altitude you're not really going to be you know out of breath and you're not going to suffer any altitude sickness however you are still about to go to altitude quite quickly yeah um and it's the same with base camp you know you start at 1300 meters in Kathmandu. a lot of people think the journey starts when they arrive to Lukla. it doesn't it starts from sea level and you'll go into altitude and one of the keys and you'll see this a lot on the base camp trip there's signs on the base camp trail yeah walk slow gain altitude gradually yeah. i've seen them um and that's really what we're talking about with pace it's about slowing time, everything time. down as, as mark said shane there's no p in altitude <laughs> that was our problem when we came to this but we thought there's always a way around it right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see what i see what he's getting out there but um mark <laughs> it's time we, listen if i could have come up with a different word for altitude, for altitude i would have but we have to shoehorn these things I know, in. I know, I know. But yeah. no, it's, it's me and Andy yeah. were just chatting this morning, and quite often we, we sit down and we play around with these things, yeah. and we'll get there. But yeah, <laughs> it is about time, and it's about yeah. taking your time, and it's about not rushing, exactly. and it's not about who can get the fastest time. Yeah. A lot of these endurance and races and things, it's about PBs and things like that. Evertrek, uh, Ever is base camp, Kilimanjaro, all of the others, it's yeah. the opposite. The, the PB really is how slow you can get from A to B. <laughs> Yeah, and, it, and it, make, it makes it a hell of a lot easier as well, much more enjoyable. Um, you know, we've we've had people, I know we talked about this lots, and I hate that we sound like a broken record, but pace is so key, you know, when you're altitude. Yeah. Um, you know, go in a, a decent pace, you know, and go in, your, your guide usually sets the pace. Uh, you know, we've had a few mavericks in the past that'll kind of go on, but normally after a day or two, they, they'll, they'll actually be struggling. Um, or certainly when they get above like 4,000, 4,500 meters. 
so, sorry, I always get sidetracked by some of the comments. There's no M or B for Mainville Bhutans. <laughs> you, you'd be surprised how we can squeeze that in. Wouldn't, Shona. wouldn't catch me wearing those rubbish. <laughs> really? Las Motivas now. Ah, uh, Las Motivas. He's moved good. over now, isn't he? No, no, I still love the Mainville. <laughs> the Mainville's are still my uh, my go-to choice, but I really did have a good time with those Las Motivas. Yeah. I think Mark E. V came to the office and saw me wearing them. He did. He did. And uh, I'm happy to report back, Mark, that um, they were magnificent boots. They were. Um, they really did hold up. If the Mandels are a 10 out of 10 in comfort, yeah. these are probably a 9.7. It's pretty good, isn't it? Can't argue. With I was going to, yeah, I, I, I wore my Mandels. Absolutely brilliant. And yeah, the, the time, so I'm bringing it back to time. Time, yeah. You spend in them makes a difference. But going back to pace, you know, just, just to reiterate that, you know, when you, when you are looking at, at the time, you know, the time you're doing it, don't worry about the time. Don't think about, I have to get there by a certain amount of time. I, I think, you know, when, when you are tackling, I go back to, to Sarah when she was on Mera Peak, um, probably Island Peak. Maybe that's a bit more relevant because of turnaround times, of weather, of things that are happening that actually determine that you have to pick up the pace. You know, there's um, there's things that determine that. But generally, when you're trekking at a high altitude, yeah, you know, time is 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 nice and slow. And enjoy it, and just yeah. drink it in, and enjoy the views. And that's the best way to to kind of acclimatize. Yeah, um, yeah. So we thought that was relevant. I I know if they had a problem with T, they time might have a problem. Pace, with this one. They might have okay. a problem with this one. Go on then, Dave. Okay, so I, any guesses, everyone? No, can't hear you. It's uh, <laughs> I is for no I in team. But there is an I in altitude. But there is uh, an I in altitude. <laughs> yes, we know. There's going to be Dave. an I in almost all of these. I, um, what is it? What does that mean? Yeah, so no I in team. And generally speaking, what we wanted to talk a little bit yeah. here is about the teamwork and the group dynamic of these yeah. trips um, and how important that can be for individual success as well. Yeah. Um,
Okay, let's see if that actually gets Hang on, us. we may be back. We may be back. Let's have a little look. Okay, just let us know if uh, we are back. Cool. Oh, we're back. Happy days. Sorry, guys. We um, Clearly, there was uh, an eye in internet, but clearly we were lacking the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had some technical issues. Apologies for that. Yeah, so we were in Marrakesh last week. Um, with <laughs> we the didn't have any issues. With, with like one bar of Wi-Fi. I know. Everyone said it's the best it's been. <laughs> Well, I'm glad all of you are still here anyway, because we were contemplating turning it off, turning it back on again. But yeah. hey, great stuff, guys. Like, where were we? We were talking about there's no I in yeah. team. Yeah, so we were talking about there's no I in team. As you can tell, these links might be a little tenuous. But stay with us, because the <laughs> advice is good, I promise it's you. It's good, it's good. Yeah, and uh, what we wanted to talk yeah. about there was really the team, the group yeah. dynamic, and how important that can be for individual success. Yes. Um, it's a strange thing when you go on these group tracks, because... The vast majority of people go there. It's an individual pursuit. You decide to do it, you book on and you go and you get thrust in with 10 or 11, 12 people that you've perhaps never met before. Yeah. And you've all got to kind of get along and do this really difficult thing at the same time. So it, it can be a little, you know, like oh, for some people, but actually <laughs> learning to be part of the team, rely on the help of your team and the advice yeah. of your teammates it's invaluable. It's one of the things that I abs absolutely love about trekking is being part of the team. Recently on Tupcar, I can speak from personal experience that being part of a team made all the difference for me. And yeah, it yeah. was, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to be the only one that didn't make it, yeah. and I was, but actually seeing you guys make it, a lot of people might call BS, but honest to God, it's the truth. Knowing that my team members were pushing on, yeah. getting to the summit. And when I came back, it was all high fives and everyone was really kind and helpful. It was good energy. You know, it? Yeah, it, was a, know you it was a good energy. and Because half of us were like, it's always that, you know, is it right to celebrate? But actually as a team, it was a, it was a successful trip. You celebrated. <laughs> No, I just, I just, make, I just make the summit. No, 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 honestly, I, I, it was yeah. really strange. And I honestly, hand on heart, um, as I was walking back down to the car, yeah. we watched the video earlier. There's actually video footage of me turning oh God, back. I know, I didn't realize, but Zach had his and uh, I, GoPro on. I made it further it. than we thought. It was quite high. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's tough but, watching, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But well, I remember walking back down, and the main thing that I kept thinking was, I, I, I really hope my mates get there. Yeah, like I don't want to be the first one of many to come back down. I feel yeah. I'd have felt horrible. Um, you did, it, and you but, know it's so important, isn't it? Like I think Shona put on before. I think it was quite early on. We were talking about we talked about attitude, but actually she mentioned team, and you know it's no I in team, but it is so key. Like the pat on the back, you know, yeah. that, like you do have bad days. You know, and Shona mentions that everyone will have at least one bad day. We all do. Yeah, you know, you have bad moments or bad times, and then your your mates do bring it back up and. And I think knowing the success, if we, we talk about must-dos, it's quite high up there because the, the, the teams that actually work and, and succeed and get to where they want to get to are the ones that work yeah. closely together and support each other. And uh, no more does that happen when you're in the trenches, Yeah, when you're actually 100%. struggling and you're all in the same boat. Maybe some of you are feeling better than others and then you actually you're the one that takes them over a cup of tea or you're the one that takes over maybe there's some popcorn going around. Yeah. And you know, you're the person that's picking that up. And, you know, and again, you don't want to think like, you know, I know a lot of you in this community and I have a Trek community. I like this anyway. You know, like, I feel like we've built a great community like that of like minded people. But it's just a reminder. That, yeah. On a trip, you know, it's all about that team, um, you know, and how we come together 
and how we succeed as a team. Yeah. And, you know, that way people, especially of altitude, because it is challenging. Honestly. You have better success. It makes a massive difference. Yeah, it, does. Yeah. it genuinely does make a big difference. Yeah. I think that those people that do trek solo mm. have always come back and said it's more of a challenge. But when you think about it, well, yeah. I'm going to the same place at the same time. I'm doing the same walk. Why is it more of a challenge? It's because of the energy that you can get from your teammates and the mm. rest of the group. You'll get on with more others more than other, you know, more than some. But having those people there, so if you're struggling, and I, and I can yeah. testify to this, like when I'm really, really struggling and someone walks up and they're like, come on, mate, it is like a transfer of energy and yeah. it just gives you that little bit more determination to keep going. It does, doesn't it? Um, when the going gets tough and helps you bounce back as well. Yeah. Um, this is so important. So some of the, my best memories on Kilimanjaro, funnily enough, are yeah. playing Uno in the tent. Yeah, How yeah, crazy exactly. is that? Yeah, yeah. When I think about it and I think about reaching the top of Barranco, I think about reaching the summit, all of those amazing things. Yeah. But I never laughed more than when I was in the tent playing Uno. That speaks volumes. Yeah. Me. And it is different. It is different. It's hard when, you know, you are, you are doing solo trip. I've, I've done uh, solo trips on, on my, you know, on my own. Uh, first time I went to base camp was on my own. Um, I know uh, just people on here. I think Kim, uh, he made, made two cal on his own, you know, it, it is it's a bit more, obviously a different challenge. Um, but, you know, even your team though, is your guides and your porters, even, even they kind of react to you, yeah. um, you know, when you're trekking on your own and that kind of thing. And it's, it does hard. It is a, I think it takes an inner, there's something different that has to happen there when you're on your own. Um, it's certainly not for everyone. But well, yeah, we, I thought it was good that one. No I and T. Well, funny, Kim actually told me an interesting story when he yeah. went up to Cal. Kim, I hope I'm getting this right and I'm attributing the story to you. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm right. And um got to a certain point where just absolutely exhausted and was thinking, shall I just go back? Right. Then he saw the guide with the Evertrek banner. <laughs> and he Amazing. said, I gotta yeah. get a I gotta get a picture for the boys. I think that was Kim. and yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Honestly, that story made me chuckle and also made me think like, yeah, we've got good, we've got some good customers, yeah, but, but also it is almost like that little team dynamic, you know, he yeah. wanted it it, it, it became about doing it for someone else yeah, and yeah. doing it and helping someone achieve something, even if it is the guide getting the banner at the top. Yeah. And um, yeah, I really appreciated it. And I really did think it was a cool story. Yeah. But, Mick um, as well. Yeah. Mick was, yeah, especially did the eight day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on another trek, I was once told to f off and stop being so cheerful. Wow, yeah, I, exactly. I mean, it's you know you, you've got to be respectful to everyone, and some people don't like that all of the times. Find that balance. Um, I, I, Shona, yeah, I mean, when it comes to things like that, I think sometimes you know it doesn't hurt. Um, you know, it's not for everyone, but you'll the ninety percent of people you do hit will have the positive impact on that. So keep doing that. Yeah, uh, the odd person that tells you to f off, you can live with that, right? You know, um, but yeah, not everyone welcome support, but at, at altitude, sometimes you need it. Um, certainly, there's definitely times when. You yeah, know, but just, just leave me alone. Just leave you me know, alone. some people, <laughs> some people though, they are stuck on that track. Remember yeah. when I said about bouncing back the next yeah. day? So if they can't, it is almost like a fast track to yeah. sea level. Um, yeah, awesome. Is right. Paul, Paul, welcome back from EBC. No worries, mate. I saw some pictures. It looks like you had a unbelievable time paul but yeah thanks very much mate yeah yeah i love it when people come back i know it's great it's great to hear i mean i like it when they go stories. but i like it when they come back and see <laughs> just like some of kim williams that's so rude uh see to show now not to us. yeah yeah uh right so what's the next one then the tea. next one tea i think i wanted to do use there might be some surprises here i wanted to use tea for tea you did but you know this is this was a little bit boring for... but you'll get it Trekking. Hey, had to get it in there. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> so 
I suppose with, with this then, Dave, we were thinking it's just about getting the basics. You're on a trip, you know, we've talked about, okay, so you're in the right, you know, you've got good attitude on it, you know, going at a good pace, you know, you're working hard as a team. But the trekking basics is what we mean, you know, things like the basics of what you have, um, the equipment, obviously you're going to have, you know, you're on a trip, you've got what you've got. But it is about just doing the basics of altitude, isn't it? Yeah. Of, of walking, of trekking, of enjoying yourself. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we 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 chose trekking because it is a catch-all term. Yeah. And it's a way of us getting all of the important things in one without being too specific. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is about just you know getting the basics right of trekking, yeah. which is being fully prepared for the environment in which you're going in. You need poles. You need the correct boots. You need the correct socks, the correct underpants, all of those little nitty gritty things that we yeah. talk about that make a big difference. Um, yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? No, it's, it's a good one. I mean, yeah, we have to get we have to get this one in for tea, right? But yeah, trekking is enjoying the trekking as well. You know, sorry, we got screen gone off there. Got Honestly, light now, got I, I actually light. had a little bit of a panic then when that one went off. Really, that's all right. I'll move it now just so it gets a little bit more light. But yeah, it, it is important because you know you, you, you're you're thinking about why you're there, um, what you're doing. Um, don't forget the trekking part. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you won't, you're there, you're walking. <laughs> well, even if you even if you're climbing a, a six thousand meter peak, you know, just 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 get the basics right. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and that will will make the difference because it's like anything. You get the basics right in anything you do, um, you know, you, you're going to succeed. Remembering why you're there as well is a really good term. Yeah. And remembering what you got out of trekking as well yeah. because it's yeah. amazing. And I think Karen. Bade, um and a few others. I'm deliberately getting it wrong there. So um, yeah, so the the Sinead, the Karen Bade, um, yeah, and uh, it's and, and, also, and, also, yeah, and also another guy called Chris who emailed in recently. Yeah, who was they say things like you know they didn't want to come back. They almost had like a, a spiritual sort of connection yeah, to yeah. the place. Yeah, and it's amazing that trekking does that, right? It like does. you go yeah, there yeah. to do a trek. And you just want to go to Everest Base Camp, this place where these altitude junkies, you know, yeah, go yeah. there. And actually, when you come back, you you come back from just walking with just this sense of connection to a yeah. place. I've never known any place do it quite like Nepal for some reason. The Himalayas, yeah, de definitely. It, it's sometimes it's, it, it could be it's something that's not really tangible. You can't tell what it is, but there's something, you know, and I, I'm not like super spiritual or religious or anything, but there's something that happens whilst you're there it could be like we go back to the trekking part it could be that whilst you're trekking you have more time to think and and think about maybe the things you're going through in life yeah. you know and, and and the journey you're on and where you're at what stage you're at in life and and then that <laughs> sorry i think it should be called altitude hydration brilliant <laughs> come um, on to that in a minute there is he's talking about hydration but he's put a little beer there i know do you, well, think, do you think he meant water i think he means fermented water hang on sorry it's bright Oh, it's Brian. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Brilliant. Remember but the picture he took in front of your car? I do. Well, in just his pants. Yeah. How, how could I forget that? Yeah. How could I forget one almost of, naked one, one of the best pictures I've ever seen. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was but, a cold day, though, so don't hold that against him. But it, it certainly, when it comes to, uh, you know, these kind of things, you'll remember why you're there um, and the trekking part. Right, Dave, you. What we got for you then, mate? <sighs> you. This is a big one. It is a big one. And it's it's this one has almost replaced my knee. You <laughs> is for UV. Hey, we got you in there. Sun protection. Definitely. It's it, it is a big one. Um at altitude, you know, the sun, uh, you know, because the air is, is technically thinner, more UV rays are actually getting in. 
Um, and, you know, they do affect you in a different way. I think, like, we've got a book behind us there, Into Thin Air, just on the shelf. Yeah. And I think, like you said, there's a bit that John Krakauer talks about, like, mm -hmm. the sun literally destroyed him. Almost. Yeah, he talks. There's, there's quite a big um, big bit of the early chapters where John Krakauer is talking yeah. about the trekking um, and how he just got heat exhaustion, you know, from yeah, the yeah. high altitude. Yeah. And he talked about it so much that when I first went to altitude, I went to great lengths to get like a buff that was a UV protection, good UV protection sunglasses and stuff like that because of uh, what I read about John Krakauer telling me about the high altitude rays and how, because yeah, yeah. the, the UV at altitude is a lot stronger than it is at sea it's level. It's a beast. Um, so if you are susceptible to things like heat exhaustion, yeah. um, sweating, overheating, like Crack I lips. am, yeah, it makes a big difference. Sunburned lips. It was strange. The terrain battered us on Tupcal because it was... Yeah. 30 degrees, all uphill, zero shade, yeah. roasting after a really hot day in Marrakesh. And then you get to the top and it's like the snow line. And we thought that it was going to be cooler. And yeah. it was at yeah. 4 a.m. But then when the sun hit the glacier, <laughs> it reflects back at you. And you get this feeling of like the heat coming from below. Oh, and yeah. you're like walking on a frying pan. And if you're not adequately protected for it, it can... Can end your trip early. Yeah, honestly, it's it's so powerful. Um, you know that it can it can dehydrate you. It can you know your skin, especially if you know you, you struggle with that. I mean, you know, sometimes I mean historically, thinking back to it, you know, I was in my early twenties. I just had to look at the look at the sun. I go red. Yeah. You know, I think my maybe my skin's maybe got a bit more um, protection in it these days. I don't know how it works exactly, but tend to, I don't do that anymore. But you know, maybe I'm a bit more clued up now because I do wear. You know, I wear 50 all yeah. the time when it comes to sun cream. Um, and it's a good point, actually. I think it was, who was it? Shona mentioned about, yeah, sun cream on the back of your hands. Like literally there, there's a little patch where I didn't actually yeah. put it on. And, you know, you do, you're sort of covering your arms and your head and your neck. And clearly I forgot my lips. And um, you do forget about these little bits here. And next thing you know, they're red raw. Um, but it's energy sapping, isn't it? Like for yeah. you, because the, the, the day before, yeah. you had 1,300 meters ascent and you, you put the sun cream on. But it was that extra UV was was like yeah. dehydrating well, your body, right? We got a picture of all the salt that I lost. Yeah, we should put it through, shouldn't we? How can I send it to you? Uh, um, slack it to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah, um, and the difference it kind of made to my body was yeah. was tremendous. I think my electrolytes dropped to a point where it yeah. took it, it took it was going to take more than a night to get me back on track, and it was um, yeah, it was really it was really tricky. The heat absolutely bad me. Yeah, um, yeah, keep talking about heat for a second. <laughs> I know he's, he's clearly trying to send me an image. I'll see if I can bring it up on here. Yeah. But 100%, it's, you know, when, when you're, it's something that you, although we talk about a lot, you know, we say, are you sun cream? And sound like Baz Luhrmann now, don't I? Um, or that's uh, sunscreen, as he calls it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those that, you know, you have to be, you have to keep doing each day because sometimes you can get a bit complacent. I've done it. You know, I've been on Everest Base Camp. I think it was my second or third time even. And, you know, I, I was kind of, oh, you know, I've been here before, I've done it, um, you know, and I forget to put cream on my nose. And next thing you know, I turn up, I look like Rudolph, <laughs> yeah. a Gorek Shep. And you're like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, there's clearly I, um, you know, I'm, I, I kind of struggled and I should have put more in. Um, you know, looking, yeah, you got like, I think Cara mentioned pole burn. Yeah, because you're like this all day and you're, you're kind of wrist and facing, facing up. Your hands do get, do get sunburned. So don't, don't forget that when you're on, when you're on a trek. Uh, look after your skin, look after your body. When you are getting dehydrated, uh, Dave's trying to find this photo. We're nearly there, mate. It's not far. Keep going. Yeah. It is 
um, you know, if you are dehydrated and you run hot like Dave, your body is going to need more water than normal. Um, so you've got to you've got to you know, you've got to keep that up. Um, otherwise, again, that UV is really going to going to drain you. Yeah, Dave, have you have you sent yeah, over? Uh, that is through, Nate. Okay. So yeah, I will literally. And it is an it is an interesting picture because you can see. It, I mean, it's not that. very flattering, so I don't know why I'm dead set on putting it through. Um, I think I think you, I feel like cool in this one. Uh, I will no, bring it in. Cool is definitely not uh, what I look like. Graphics, hot. right? Give me a sec, guys. I'm clearly organised here. We'll bring it in. And this is Andy taking a picture. Um, he likes to do these candid shots. Um, Let's have a little look. Can you see that? There's Dave in his. You can see on his arms there, like the the. You're sweating so much. That's actual salt. Yeah, right? that's all the salt. And it was not just there, was it? It was all down my chest, yeah, all down my yeah, back. And you yeah. can see all the salt that I sweat. But you can also see there that like, that's a broken man. The boys in the background chilling out. There we are. Like, yeah, they're uh, the guides. Like Ibrahim, our guide. Yeah, like it's the easiest day in the world where, you know, by contrast. <laughs> <laughs> but as you can see, it's, it's it can happen like Dave, like talking about your experience. You're one of the most experienced people are trekking, you know, that we obviously yeah. between us and everything. And yet, you know, it still happened to you. Yeah, no, it, 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 anyone, it was know? one of those where I think it was a, a little bit of an accumulation where I started in Marrakesh and yeah. had a hot day, perhaps didn't drink enough. <laughs> then on the early half of the trek, you know, going quite well, didn't drink enough. And then but I got caught out in the midday sun and absolutely done for. Yeah, it's, it's quite, yeah, just look at some questions here. Any sun cream? We'll come back to the questions. There's a few good ones, actually. We've got more written down. Yeah, we need if to I walk past you. We I need to crack on. So the next one is. Yeah, yeah, what we got? D. D. Come on. What, what's the guesses then, guy? D. Um, I think if we, if anyone's been on a, a um, on a Tuesday tune in before, they know there's one thing that we talk about a lot. Yeah. And D is for drink. It's for drink. Uh, because, like, we go back to what we just talked about then about UV. So you've got to drink more if you're sweating it out. Um, but hydration and drinking and water is like, you know, I'd say 80%, maybe even 90% of the time. If you're suffering from altitude, you haven't drunk enough water. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it comes down to it. So you want to make sure you're getting enough drink. You're, you're drinking enough. You're getting as much down you as, as you can. Um, obviously, there's a limit. But, you know, we do recommend that if you're altitude, you know, anything around three liters is a good target daily. You know, it can be. <laughs> yeah, Mark's going to die on Mark's. I know that's a good one, actually. But we don't want to, that's not a must do. That's a maybe uh, if, if yeah. you can, but no, it's a good one. Good one, Mark. Um, but yeah, we're, we're drinking. It's so important. Um, and again, we go back, you know, talk about going to talk about pace or time. Sound like a broken record. But those two are probably the most important, you know, your pace and your hydration. Yeah. Or your drink. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's critical. It, yeah. it, 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 I think it took me a few days to sort of regain the electrolyte balance that I lost on that. Yeah. On those hot days. Um, and I fell into a bit of a loop afterwards of just not drinking because I didn't feel that well. I didn't feel that well because I was yeah. heat exhausted and I felt a bit sick. Um, so yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely critical yep. to keep yourself hydrated. It helps. It not only helps you acclimatize yep. the moment you stop drinking and you dehydrate, you will stop acclimatizing. And yep. that'll have a you know a massive effect on your ability to keep going higher and higher. 100%. But secondly, you have to replace what you've lost. So when we say drinking and stuff, we also yep. mean about replacing those lost electrolytes and yep. looking after Stage yourself says. and yeah, glucose electrolytes. I had some. Um, the only thing that I could manage to get down really yep. was the um, Dextro Energy tablets. Oh yeah, like glucose, which, which yeah, is yeah. which is not an adequate oh, replacement for good hydration, but. Yep. You know, in an emergency, it gave me just a little bit that I need. 
Um, but I quite regularly will use hydration salts and things like that. Those effervescent hydration electrolyte tablets from SIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're um, good, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, and they're pretty good. Like one or two of them in a litre of water, and it just makes a big difference. They're so much easier to drink than those sachets you can get. You know, they're a bit, yeah, they, oh, they taste a bit better. They, they taste a bit better. Honestly, every time I have one, it just, I'm not happy about it. But <laughs> Charlotte yeah. makes a good point. The only time Coke is allowed to rebalance your electrolytes. You know what? First time I dr drunk full fat Coke was on tube cap. Um, it was actually quite nice. I, I, I gave yeah. up sugar years ago, but yeah, it's um, it was certainly replaced what I needed at the time. Anyway, uh, right. Well, we'll nail the, the next two. Well, this one a biggie, but E. Yeah, E. <clears throat> what we got? Nearly there. Any guesses for E, guys? Yeah. E Come on, is... and it's not Evertrack. E is for environment. Hey, nice. Nice, Dave. Yeah, environment is, you know, there's two things you can think about this, but must-dos, and, you know, this is more, you know, this is more around, you know, being, uh, looking after the environment, being aware of your environment, you know, like, and a lot of you in the community, I know, I know you're great at this. You know, you've, a lot of my other trackers who participate in, you know, carrying their rubbish, not leaving their, um, you know, feces or anything, you know, they're bagging it up and, and tissues and stuff and taking it with them. And, you know, it is, when we talk about environment, it is about caring for the environment um you know looking after your surroundings uh, when you're in these places you know it we're, we're we're just guests in these places and we want to make sure that we pass through as guests yeah we enjoy it you know and, and and you also respect the cultures there so you're aware of your environment you know we i think years ago we were trekking i think it's about three four years ago and there was it was on the Everest space camp trip and you know we're, we're, we're quite chill people and you know i'm not sure this was the moment but i think remember what we call him boombastic tony or something hip-hop uh, tony hip-hop tony and he had this kind of thing like ghetto blast hip-hop tony had been annoying and I was me like from, on the track he had nuts. been annoying me from the flight into Kathmandu because he was on that flight to doha and um this is where we just turned it like there's obviously different in yeah. different places so yeah. on kilimanjaro for instance you can play music you know lots of people do the guides mm. do it's that type of culture where they love music singing dancing yeah in nepal it was a slightly i've never really felt that it's i'm different. not i'm not yeah, saying yeah. it's a it's a massive faux pas, but I'm saying it's not in keeping with the environment and the, and the overall atmos. Yeah. And um, yeah, when I was walking up to Dingboche and there's this guy blasting out like hip hop. It was, a, then, bit, it was and, a bit weird. And as I'm walking up a real steep hill, he's like pointing at me and making all these gesticulations as if he's some sort of gangster. And um, yeah, he became hip hop Tony then. But he wasn't aware of his, of his environment, right? Yeah, exactly. He wasn't really aware, he wasn't aware of, it. of it. He didn't really have any appreciation for where he was going. I'm slagging him off quite hard. <laughs> but um, but then we Sorry. saw. But he, but the reason is because I spoke to his guide in Dingboche, and his guide said, "I'm having a nightmare. Like he can't." And then in the end, they went down. They didn't they make could, it. They, they didn't go past Dingboche. Yeah, they um, were drinking as well, mind. Yeah, they so, were drinking and basically please. treating the whole thing like it was some sort of you know Wu Tang Clan convention or something. Yeah. But uh, it was, yeah, it wasn't great. And I think, yeah, another thing about looking after the environment is, you know, I don't understand it, but I can almost understand it where if someone drops a crisp packet and doesn't pick it up, they think, what's the impact of that? You know, <sighs> it's just one crisp packet. It's just me. I want to do it the once. But if everybody did that, imagine the state of this place. Yeah. And all of those things that people use to criticize high mountains, like, oh, it's a rubbish dump and stuff like mm -hmm. that. It's not true. But if it was... It would be devastating to us, to yeah. the trekkers, to the visitors. It's our responsibility, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, as much as we, you know, we talk about a must do and not necessarily to succeed, but I think just to do it the right way, you know, and we want to do things the right way. Um, you know, doing the right thing is a big part of our yeah. culture, um, wherever trek internally, like as in our team and 
and also you know we, we like to think that you guys do the right thing as well yeah. and we know you do um but it's good just to pass that on uh, that's why e is in there um you know it's a big e and right the last one then l um, this was a little because all the rest we, we kind of come up with but this was something that we this, talk about must do yeah this is why we ended up with eight yeah it is, not yeah, seven yeah, yeah go on dave okay so the seventh one and is luck is luck yeah um it is isn't it it's, you can do all the other seven right and you can still get unlucky yeah um you know it's it's one of those things that you know we've had people like you know over the last week we've had to evacuate and you know they've probably done all the others but sometimes it's just not meant to be yeah. um sometimes it's you know luck as two things you know you can you can get unlucky you can have good luck mm. um you know but sometimes it's just that's just the way it is um it doesn't quite work and yeah maybe your body's not meant to be a high altitude you know sometimes you don't know until you get there sometimes you you know you struggle they just don't acclimate and it's just yeah, yeah it can it be could frustrating be, it, it but could it's, be, it's a big one isn't it? you know uh, again and i'll try and make this the last time i reference my tube cal trip yeah but i do feel like i had a i had a bad i said bad luck yeah you know i got diagnosed with a sinus infection yeah. um two days before we were set to leave and so I knew it was going to be difficult. And then I pick up antibiotics on my way to Gatwick. Yeah. I pick up the antibiotics that I've got to take two tablets four times a day whilst I'm trekking at altitude, whilst I'm doing all the other things. It's just bad luck. You know? It made you feel unwell as well. Made me feel unwell. Yeah, counter it. Yeah. What was amazing was you took two antibiotics four times a day and I felt sick for about two to three hours after I took the antibiotics. But I had to take them four times a day, which meant I was sick pretty much all day except when I was sleeping. Yeah, It's bad luck. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of lessons that I probably could have learned from that. In reality, um, I'd have probably made a different call about, you know, when would be the right time for me to reach the summit. You know, yeah. we do have a very good flexibility promise, you know, for yeah. those types of people. So if you are, you know, if the mountain gods are not uh, not being kind to you, then, yeah. you know, sometimes you've got to go with the flow. And luck does generally mean that a little bit sometimes yeah, you have yeah. to go with the flow people over a little in, bit of it sometimes yeah yeah people over in peru at the minute there's some um there's some uh, worker strikes in peru that have impacted things um you know i'm sure many of you have done the trip to ramachap yeah. it is luck whether you're not you're selected by the mating gods or not to go to ramachap or by the uh nepal aviation authority <laughs> Yeah, sometimes uh, known as the mountain yeah. gods, but yeah, yeah the whole civilization authority, civil aviation authority. Yeah, and um, it is one of those things. Yeah. And my biggest thing was to say that if Lady Luck doesn't shine on you that day, yeah. is to not beat yourself up about it. Exactly. You know, um, it's like anything in life as well. Just because you, you, you're unlucky, or you know, you may, you may not have done all of those things we talk about on the board, and you know, you still get there. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes you don't, and don't think that that's it. That's it. That's your deal in life. You know, you can try again. Don't give up. Yeah. Um, you know, some things take time. Um, sometimes the great things take time. Yeah. And you know, keep going. And like like Dave, you're gonna get back to Tupcal and you're gonna summit it. No, uh, yeah. I mean, no doubt. Will, will no happen. doubt about it. Um, mm. you know, there's there's so many lessons. I think I might write like my biggest lessons learned from my yeah, failed. That'd, that'd be great, that'd be great. Because I feel like honestly, Andrew, I would like that. I would like that. Yeah, because <laughs> I, 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 I Andy's always trying to get me to write these <laughs> But I honestly think that I learned more. From that failed attempt of Tupcal than I did any of my successes. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that I would perhaps have done differently. There's yeah. a lot of things that I've learned sort of mindset wise. Okay. That nice. that I'd feel different about had yeah. I had I you know when I go back and when <clears throat> I do things. So yeah. Right, that's it. Now you're committed now. The people are gonna be watching. Where's that? Where's that article, Dave? <laughs> I know. Do you know what I'll do? I'll just record it with my voice. Mate, that's what that's all you need and to do. It's great. There's so yeah. many uh, things out there. But look, right, I hope that's helpful a bit. I know that's 
you know, uh, attitude, altitude took 45 minutes to explain there. <laughs> but no, we'll, um, we have got questions as well. And, and any other questions do drop in. Yeah. We've got about 15, 20 minutes. We'll try and uh, get through these because we've had some come through on email and everything as well. But yeah, I hope that helps a little bit in terms of, you know, if you are going to altitude, you are trekking to altitude, that you do you do all those things and then you have a little bit of luck. Yeah. Um, you'll be, be successful. Um, you know, it's, yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. Sometimes we don't know why. But um, it's all part of the greater journey, right? Yeah. Uh, right, Dave. Right. First question, then. What we, what we got? Um, so the first question we've got um, yeah. came in on email from Emily Cathill that said, um, yeah. uh, after the most embarrassing moment on the group, I shall rephrase my question carefully. I'm not sure what that is. I'll have to look that up. Okay. There was a, a question relating to the hire of sleeping bags, and I commented asking whether they were real down or synthetic, as I get tickly oh, okay. cough from real down. What wow. sort of temp rating do we need for the EBC, and what sort of different rating is yeah. uh, Comfort Extreme? That's part one. So part one, um, generally speaking, they are down. Yeah. Um, so if it's something that you... Um, feel strongly about. I know there's a lot of people um, that perhaps uh, vegans, for instance, that perhaps wouldn't want to use yep. um, anything like that. Um, then I would perhaps suggest investing in something um, yourself and bringing it with you. Not to say that we couldn't support it, yeah. but you are going to end up with that situation in a lot of different treks and a lot of different environments. Mm -hmm. So having your own sleeping bag, something you're comfortable with, would probably be yeah. a big help if you want to use a fully synthetic bag. Because um, yeah, ours are a bit of a mix, aren't they? And yeah, you know, there, there's loads of sleeping bags we can get because we essentially, we, you know, we we hire them um, locally in 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 Tamil in Kathmandu. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if you're going on any of the uh, the technical, I say technical peaks, the trekking peaks. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get one that's suitable for that because you know we we do, um, you know, the hire is included, um, you know, with with our packages. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, if if you want one specific, I I probably get your own. Yeah, just, I I think it just makes it. I I have yeah. my own. And that's because yeah. I use it a lot. If you're going to do use it a lot and do multiple treks, I know if yeah. you've mentioned Island or Mera Peak, we'll come on to that now. Yeah. Um, I would definitely perhaps suggest ultimately getting your own um, or giving us enough heads up that we can work something out for you. But, yeah, we can always yeah. we can always sort something out, especially like on, on Island Peak, Mera Peak. You yeah. probably need something a bit that's, you know, because it is cold on there, a bit, a bit, yeah. bit more down. Um, you know, like a base camp, we're looking at roughly anything down to like minus 10. Um, you talk about like comfort or extreme. I think comfort is, is generally where you can sleep, you know, normally in what you wear to bed in the UK and, you know, you're, you're comfortable. Extreme is that, you know, the extreme ratings can go down stupidly. Yeah. And that just means that you could wear all of your clothes and your down jacket, sleep in your sleeping bag. And stay alive. And stay alive. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I wouldn't really go on the extreme level. I go on the comfort level generally. Yeah. Um, you know, it. sometimes you can have loads of layers and it'll help, like in the tea houses, yeah. especially in... Um, uh, you know, in Tamil, uh, sorry, in Tamil, in Nepal, um, you know, you get duvets, you get blankets and stuff. The same, like, um, you know, if you're at Tubkal, you're in the refuge, you get blankets and stuff there if you need it. Um, you know, similar to that in, in some of the accommodation in the other parts of the world. Yeah. But when you're camping, you know, and you're isolated, you want a decent, you want yeah. a decent bag. Next question is a bit of a beast one. So I'll try and I'll give a quick answer and then maybe yeah. we can follow this up with an email or something for you. Yeah. Um, you wanted to look forward to Island or Mera, what um, technical training where oh, you wow, can access okay. it. So uh, we work very closely with a guy called Steve, yeah. um, who is um, a really, really high level mountaineer. Um, who is really efficient in use of crampons, ice axes, winter conditions. Yeah. Um, you can hook up with him through us. Um, and book on a winter skills training course with him. Um, it's who I did my training with. It's who Andy did his training with. Mm -hmm. Very good guy. Very knowledgeable. Doesn't just teach you 
you know about crampons ice axe and how to use them you'll learn so much about navigation um and lots of ways to keep yourself safe so get in touch with us for that yeah what are the different classifications of climbing mean essentially they're levels of difficulty they're not strictly relevant for us yeah island peak mera peak and the peaks that we tend to do are called trekking peaks yeah. which means that they're, they're ungraded as far as the routes that we go yeah um like four five and then you'd have like five a or b there's like an american classification a french classification yeah, quite a lot, essentially they all mean what type of climbing and how difficult that climbing is and the route, and yeah. The route yeah so you might have say for instance uh Amma de Blam. let's just say you can do a normal route that would have a rating yeah. and then there might be a second route that requires far more rock climbing and things yeah nice um hopefully that helps but yeah that's a quite a big question i can answer yeah, in more I, detail for you uh, it's an after. interesting one actually maybe we'll do one specifically on that i know we've done some before on like specifically the trekking yeah. peaks or island peak uh mm -hmm. historically the difference between trekking climbing yeah that's, that's a good one yeah. i think well it's definitely gives us um another reason to talk about because yeah i'd like to go into that a bit more depth yeah um you know because there's, there's a lot going on it mountaineering essentially is any any mountain that you want to get to the top of and just finding a way yeah um obviously there's winter mountaineering um you know like you two calendar winters classed as winter mountaineering yeah. yeah um but then in summer it's more of a scramble um not talking about eggs talking about the, the, the actual climb Sorry, I couldn't resist. Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's Easter, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, you know. no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, that was excellent. Um, oh, yeah, mate, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm leaving it there now. No, I'm a shell of my mouth. Oh. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, I don't want to be your kid. Um, right, got a good question from Kim. And that is a good one. If what is the one mustn't do? Wow. Um, mustn't do? I'd say uh, just from learning, I wouldn't drink alcohol on your way up mm. at altitude. That's a good one. I think that would be the one mustn't do. As much as I, I like, I enjoy a drink. I think you know a lot of us do. Um, but it's always better on the way down. Yeah. So I'd say if you, if you, just to, you know, don't, don't want to sound like we're we're preaching here and you know, mustn't drink. It's obviously you're all adults. You can do what you want to do. But just from what we've learned, the people who, uh, you know, and especially us, you know, like I've been hung over altitude, you know, very first time before even ever trek was around. Um, you know, and I learned my lesson, uh, so I don't do it anymore. On the way down, different story. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially on Everest Base Camp, and you're, you're coming back, and even if you're or you're going over Chola Pass or Gokyo Valley, Three Peaks, Three Passes, Island Peak, you go to that Irish bar in Namche, and they run out of Guinness. You're like, ah, oh. but there's plenty of other alcohol there. It's, yeah. it's always nice to have a bit of a celebration. But yeah, don't. Exactly. I, I say mustn't do. At altitude, if you want to succeed, really, don't drink too. Don't drink too much. Yeah, good one. Um, Ramona yeah. has hey. asked. Uh, so she's booked on to Tupacal. Awesome. I see that, um, yeah, awesome. And uh, there's a question about cultural norms with regards to modesty and dressing and things yeah. like that. And any uh, advice on how to dress so as not to cause any sort of cultural faux pas. To be honest, um, it's not like it is in the Middle East. Uh, Morocco, although it is, um, you know, it's predominantly a Muslim country. Yeah. They were in Ramadan when we were there. It was quite fascinating, actually. The prayers, yeah. the mosque was all in full force. Beautiful, wasn't it? It's really nice. But actually... Um, I spoke to our guide, the city guide, and he was telling me that, you know, there's no real expectations in in terms of covering up and things like that. Certainly when I was in Marrakesh, almost everyone I saw was in shorts and t-shirt and just yeah. dressing normally as you would normally expect. Um, so, yeah, it's not sort of um, like a lot of the countries in the Middle East where you you do have to culturally, you know, yeah. dress up and think, well, and cover up. Um yeah, so I would say that's fine. Is there a fixed Riyadh Evertrek use? Uh, does it have a yeah. pool? It has a small pool. It's really quite nice, nice a cold one and a hot one. I jumped in the, uh, the slightly hot one. It's quite nice, actually. The, yeah. Yeah, Riyadh Africa is the one we use. Yep. 
um, as part of our part of our package. And yeah, it's um, it's a beautiful little place. It's you kind of feel like a bit like Indiana Jones going down sort of the um, what do we call it the, the sort of hidden back alleys. Yeah. Uh, and next thing you know, and it's in Marrakesh is like that. It's mad on the outside. It can look like yeah. there's nothing, and you go through, and it's like wow, look at this. This is amazing. That's why Marrakesh is a fascinating city, and I've only touched you know, a small percentage of it. Yeah, but yeah, certainly, um, Mona, I'll make to, to, to yeah. uh, welcome you in Marrakesh. The other half of it was about you want to do kind of solo exploration of Marrakesh. Yeah, go for it. Certainly, plenty of time for that. Mm. Um, what's it like in the souks? It can be a little bit intense. I mean, not. I mean, to be, it's all part of the fun. I never really found that it was, yeah. you know, scary intense. Um, you know, I wouldn't pick up a guide off the street or anything like that because you know you don't know where they're going, you don't know their credentials. If you wanted a guided tour, we'd sort it out for you. If you want to go on your own, that's fine. There's loads of taxis and tuk-tuks you can jump yeah. into and just say, we had Africa and we'll take you back. So there's no way really of getting lost. I found actually the most intense bit was probably the central square areas. Well, the Medina, yeah. Um, where you have... Um, yeah, so, you you know, the outside eating places and stuff like yeah. that, which is probably a little bit intense. So if you want to walk through the middle and, and go through that, you can, but you can also go any outside. It's fun, isn't it? You get your yeah. challenge, like, no, thank you. <laughs> it's, honestly, yeah, you do get asked. Yeah. And you do get, you know, encouraged to come in places, but you just got to keep walking. Yeah. A little tip for mine is sunglasses as well. Don't don't wear, um, <laughs> don't make eye contact, <laughs> yeah. and you're fine. Unless you want to buy something, in which case they'll be very helpful. Uh, Simon has asked, sixty-five. Can I tackle the Annapurna Circuit Trek? What sixty-five? He's a young man. Yeah. What recommend uh, recommendations would you give me? It's a big one. Um, hundred percent. You know, we're we're definitely uh, yes people rather than no people, and you know, it just depends on you in terms of how you feel about it and. You know, we've had people of, of, of that, of, of similar sort of age, do it. Um, 72. Well, yeah, well, you know, Annapurna Circuit is a toughie. Uh, you know, you've got to be prepared for that. Um, you know, you do all these on the back there, the, the eight bits on the back, um, you'll, you'll go well. But yeah, it just depends. And it might be worth sort of dropping us a message, Simon. Maybe we can talk about, you know, what you've watched your experience so far, uh, when you're looking at doing it. So, you know, if you need to do any more training to get, get kind of in the mode for it, you might be ready now. But, you know, you do have to have, I'd say... You know, you don't need any technical skills. Uh, it's just trekking. It's just walking. It's just the physicality of it, especially because it's, you know, it's round about a three-week trip. The circuit, you know, you're going all the way around the Annapurna Massif, and it's, you know, it is a beast. You go up Thoreng La, which is, uh, I think, just under 5,400 meters. So it's a high pass. Yeah. Um, that's probably the that's the highest you'll be on that trip. But it's a, it's a bit of a beast. Um, you know, we had a couple of guys on there. Um, I think it was Robin. Um, I forgot Jamal's name now. But they were on it they, uh, about two weeks ago, and yeah, look fantastic. Parts of it a lot very remote compared to some of the trips that we do. Yeah, you know, you're talking about Everest Base Camp in that region. It is remote, but this is probably on another level um, in terms of the villages and, and and getting Westerners and tourists. It's very rare, so it is good on that time. So yeah, mate, if you want to do it, we'd love to help you on that journey. Hundred percent. Awesome. Um, just drop us a drop us a little message. Yeah, um, to help you. Ramona's, uh, sorry, uh, not Ramona, Karen um, has said about uh, tea for tattoos. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, people have been asking about tats yeah. that they want to get when they're out there um, and potentially putting a bit on the site. I, to be honest, I, I got nothing against people doing it. My only concern with actually having a recommended one is that if someone goes there and they get a misspelt word <laughs> or something weird, that it might come back because I've seen this happen enough in the UK. Oh, really? Uh, but I think it's a very cool way. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, why not? If, you, if you're there. Yeah. The only thing I wish I knew that they don't rub off before <laughs> I got them all, you know? But um, is that it? Yeah, that's, that's the what only happened, thing. Right? But no, I actually saw. Um, I saw Karen's is very, very well done. 
So yeah. whoever did it is a good is a good tattooer. Yeah, there's probably heaps there. I mean, like like Dave said, you know, um, <laughs> we can have a little subsection on the site. It's a different niche, Karen, to what we're what we're used to. But um, you know, we could maybe have a, a content around it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll have a look. It's certainly you know definitely post in the group as well because there's there's other people who, who are interested in that. Um, like I'm not a tattoo guy, but Dave makes makes up for the whole team. Mm. So um, you know, he's he's certainly got enough. Any more, Dave? Any more for you? Any more tattoos? Mm. Uh, well, I got to finish my back. Uh, you got to get his back sorted. Got to get a back finished with Everest once you climb there, right? No, there's no space on there anymore. Everest, <laughs> Everest I don't know. We aren't going to put Everest. Um, I'll put it on my there. yeah. I'll put it here somewhere <laughs> on the inside of the arm. But um, Brilliant. actually, I might put it on the neck. What do you reckon? But um, you, mate. yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. There. Um, right, we still got. Well, we got about. Let's, it's going to be a little yeah, bit longer should, than should, normal. But let's crack on. Should with we try and fire them through? Um, Haley, Haley Lou. Any sunscreen? Anyone to recommend that don't run in your eyes? I think a lot of the ones that, um, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? When you sweat and you put sun cream on, it drips down. We, we had it on, on in Morocco. Some of the ones that are cream-based tend to be better. So sometimes, because my, my skin's quite sensitive, I always look for actually um, kids' sun cream. Uh, so it's, they haven't got as many chemicals in it. And, you know, I put that on my face there. It, it, it's a bit more because it got sensitive skin. So it kind of helps something to look out for. Um, you know, all the usual makes um, have them, but I get the ones that are a bit more cream instead of the spray water clear ones. Yeah. I, you know, I may look a bit pale, but at least the sun cream is doing Do you know job. what? I want to ask um, Sinead a question. Okay. I got it wrong again deliberately. Wow. Uh, yeah. About, she's, she mentioned that she used this really good one beginning with A. Find out what it is, Shona, because, um, yeah, I am now like sunscreen mad. Yeah, you and, um, yeah so I, I want to get some good recommendations because, uh, to be honest, I just... I just buy any factor 50, yeah. but I'm convinced I could have got better stuff, you know? So let me know what you guys think. Any of you are really good on sunscreen. Uh, Helen Graham Gordon, yep. do you recommend hydration tablets in your water? Yes, 100%. Mentioned earlier, I tend to use the yep. ones called SIS. You buy them in Asda, Tesco's, that type of thing. And uh, I buy the ones specifically say like electrolytes on the front. Get a couple of tubes of them, put them in your bottle. Um, I generally will have one sort of at the end of the day to replace this what I've lost. Try and stay hydrated. And then at the end of the day, when I'm sat around lunch, litre of water, put two tablets in, drink it. Hopefully then that helps me nice. stay hydrated. The um, Sarah's asked, Sarah Bell, this is an interesting one. I'm booking on to one of the trips this year, Killy, <clears throat> uh, for 23 or 24, still waiting on friends. How can I convince them to, uh, if I book on, they can add them later, uh, dates and things. Yeah, mm. firstly, Sarah, you know, we go back to what we talked about. You know, we talk about no iron team, teamwork. Um even if your mates don't book on, you, you can have a great time anyway with all the people that you go on your trip with. You know, you're never on your own um, like that. But yeah, in terms of convincing them, I, yeah, just just be open and honest about what sort of trip it is. Um, if you do book on a date and then they book on and there's no space, we can usually kind of squeeze them on if it's one or two. So, you know, we, we like to be kind of respectful of the sizes because we don't want massive groups. Um, but what we can do, we've done this before, is that if there's a bunch of you, and you want to, you know, and there's like literally no space. We can always move you for free. Um, so we have our, our flexibility promise that you can, you know, if, if you're booked on a date and uh, a bunch of people want to go in, there's no really no space. We can do another trip for you, um, you know, a different date. And we can almost like a private trip. So we at the end of the day, we're not going to leave them behind. We're, we're going to make it happen one way or another. Um, it just might mean we have to change a couple of things just to make it happen. Yeah. Um, or just tell them, come on, guys, let's do it. Let's get the date in the diary. Let's work towards it. Um, it might be worth, even if, because sometimes it's, they might want to book on for one reason or another. It might be they have questions. They have a, bit, a few concerns. Maybe they haven't been to altitude before. 
maybe is it fitness you know how, how much it's going to cost me all these things you know get them to sort of reach out to us as well um you know we can try and help them make that decision and then you don't have to persuade them and, and, and convince them as much that they're already yeah. in so yeah just um yeah just 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 pick us a message if they want to do it but sarah yeah definitely get yourself booked in mate uh, awesome. we'd love to, to have you on the on the journey Dave Rimington, also yeah. awesome. Well done to Leah. Smashed yeah. it. Dave, I, well heard done, Dave. You, I heard she dragged you up to base camp as well. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. What's the best way to give it a Kimbu cough? Well, Andy's Oof. still trying. Four years later. Four years later. Um, it's I, hard, yeah. It is a tricky one to get rid of. It takes of. a while. I think that you can get some cough suppressant sweets. Yeah. Um, so go to a pharmacy, ask for some cough suppressant sweets that you can just suck on for a while. Remember that cough I had for a while? Uh, well, yeah. yeah couldn't months, give it. And months. what I found was that the best way to stop, the more I coughed, the more irritated it got, the more irritated it got, the more I coughed. Mm. So having those um, cough suppressants and those sweets and stuff like that made a big difference. Um, yeah, and there's a couple of different things like that, but generally, I don't think there's any secret other than yeah. those cough suppressants made a big difference for me because they just stop you coughing, gives your throat time to heal, gives your chest yeah. time to get better, and uh, made a big difference. But also, yeah, well done for keeping up with Leah. Yeah, and, um, um, <laughs> she, yeah, I love. I'll be honest. Well. She, uh, what, what concerns me is she, she looked too cool. <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't, like it wasn't that hard. <coughs> so I'm thinking I can cagua for her as well. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um, but no, amazing. I know she raised lots of money for charity as well. So it's a good honor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that kumbu, kumbu coughing, I think sometimes, yeah, it does, does take a bit of a bit of time for your body to get back to normal. Um, you know, especially with the lungs, like, you know, I, I suffer with asthma, it takes my lungs mm. a little bit longer after like a cold or cough or something. But just get your body back in a good spot you know so when you come back like hydration again i go back to hydration you know get the vitamins down you plenty of vegetables look after yourself a bit you know and, and then your body's in the best spot it can be to repair itself essentially that's what it's got to do so yeah yeah just maybe have a bit of chill time as well do you want to give it a yours soon or hopefully well andy you... I, need, I need to get my body back into space <laughs> what andy used to do was i would do a video reply to someone and i click record and he go, <laughs> and <I'd> go <laughs> Yeah. that's andy <laughs> but um yeah no it's one of those things yeah dave uh yeah cops of presence and yeah like you said just looking after yourself isn't it definitely um next one what is the terrain like underfoot on the descent i think that's really base camp um it's definitely hard yeah it's rocky rocky you know mixed terrain you know higher up you've got the uh, what they call glacial moraine so we're all the, the the glacier the beginning of it the terminal the glacier they've got lots of rocks that basically have been grinded out over time and that creates a bit of a challenging underfoot yeah usually there's a path that's kind of woven in um you know from the people who are, who are transporting things to base camp uh or the trekkers as well so it's pretty you know easy to spot path you know sometimes it's quite dusty you know so that's why we give out the the, the buffs yeah so you can you can have a, like a neck buff so you're not so you know you, sometimes you can't help it afterwards you get back to Kathmandu and you're emptying your nose and your ears you've got dust everywhere just part of the part of where you are yeah um but yeah the, the, definitely this is where you need good boots uh you know good footwear um you know poles. using poles you know you're getting uh also this is comes back to your training as well you got more time on mixed terrain yeah and when you go to mixed terrain it's not so foreign you know you're used to it yeah i think the the, the most tricky bits i find is actually the rocky loose yeah. rocky bits yeah, and stuff like that lighter, it's a bit slippy your foot yeah. might slide a little bit so using poles adds instant stability yeah. and also there's no substitute for practice yeah. so there's a couple of treks particularly in brecon where i am and there'll probably be loads all around wherever you go yeah. but um rocky paths rocky trails loose trails it might be a nightmare but the more you go on them the, the easier it'll become 
Um, awesome. Um, nice. John Newman has asked, what's Oof. your favorite trekking peaks? I don't know. Penavan? Uh, yeah, I mean, is, do you think, it's, <laughs> yeah, do you think he means, do you think he means okay. high, high altitude? I think he means high altitude. Um, it's an interesting one. I'll be honest with you. I think Island Peaks exciting because you yeah. have the ladder crossings and the crevasse crossings. It's a bit of a ridge. Like that. The ridge um, right? And it's in the Everest region as well. So it's always nice to get an excuse to go back there. Yeah. It's, um, they're all good. You know, do them all. You can. Um, yeah. Mera Peak's amazing. It's the highest, you know, six four seven meters. Kili. Even got two cars class the trekking peak. Yeah. I uh, mean, in winter, it's a heck of a challenge, I tell you, especially if you're doing the weekender. It's a beast. Yeah. Um, you know, favorite. But yeah, John, definitely get involved, mate. Give, try a couple. Obviously, you got Aconcagio, which was one of the highest, the highest trekking peak. Yeah. Do. Although it's, you know, a bit more of an expedition. Um, you know, hard work, tough. You know, I, I'd say you probably need some altitude experience first yeah. before going on that one. Uh, Summits of Fire, maybe, is a good one. Yeah, with Chimborazo, Cotopaxi. Yeah, yeah you've got the Ring yeah, of Fire if you just want to do Cotopaxi. Uh, it's one of those who was thinking about it when someone asked, you know, What's harder, this or this? Easy yeah. or Killy? Killy or Tukal? Yeah. I always think it's always a little bit like comparing apples and oranges because they're yeah. quite different in their own way. Yeah. They have the similarities that you go uphill at the beginning and downhill at the end. Yeah. But generally speaking, what it's <clears> like <throat> and the experience is always a little bit different. Yeah. So I think the best way to find out for you is to just probably book on each of them. <laughs> um, and yeah, do that. Yeah, John, let's do it. Clear your next 10 years, mate. We're uh, we're on it. Um, but right, a couple more before, before we go. Uh, actually, one more. Cameron was asking, would you say it's worth doing Ben Nevis in prep for base camp? Yeah, why not, mate? Yeah, why Any time you can get up mountains, trekking. I mean, it doesn't have to be Ben Nevis. Don't think that you've got to do that to be able to get to base camp. You know, we've had people who have been there that haven't done Ben Nevis, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful mountain in its own right. It's a beautiful challenge in its own right. Um, but yeah, just it's just about getting out, you know, putting the mileage in, just getting out, pack on your back, you know, working those legs, getting used to it. You know, you're just trekking and, you know, just get your body in a good state. Yeah. Um, I say you don't have to be uh, Superman or Wonder Woman or anything. You can you can get out there and just enjoy it. And obviously, if you do what we've talked about today, um, those things, I know we haven't talked a lot, none of them about training um, because we thought this is not when you're doing it on the trek. And if you do those while you're on a trek, fitness is a real leveler. You yeah. can be a triathlete, you can be overweight. But if you do all those things, and with a little bit of luck, um, that's that's what will make the difference. Yeah. You know, and I think that leads us into final thought, Dave. I think that one. <laughs> Pretty much final thought. Final Dan. thought might be the first tune that no one's asked about the knee. I think I'm, that means I'm officially past the knee. Jeez, that's the knee phrase. Yeah. 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 Um, no, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's my final thought. <laughs> no, no, I, I, no. I honestly think, yeah. The bit, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned recently, and I will write that article because there is some cool things that I want to talk yeah. about. But I think, um, yeah, all of those things together, super, super important. Yeah. And I think mindset, for me, I had a failure of the body, but that's out yeah. of my control. Yeah, yeah. But what was in my control was Love like... wasn't on your side. Yeah, was how I felt, you know? And I yeah. think trying to keep, keep yourself cheerful, keep yourself happy makes a big difference. Exactly. And um, yeah. yeah, don't forget to enjoy your trekking. That's probably, that's probably my final thought. Don't forget to enjoy your trekking. Yeah, mate. Great stuff. Um, yeah, good one to finish. It on, is roasting. I was going to say, it's hot in here, isn't it? Don't worry, mate. So we're out in a minute. But no, thanks very much. Um, yeah, we'll be in touch uh, oh. next week. Go on, Dave. 
Shona gave me the name of that stuff and I've forgotten it. Maybe Fee can find it. It's all right. We'll go back in the comments. Yeah, we'll go back for it. Thank you very much. But uh, thanks very much, guys. I know we went over today. Wow, it's an hour and ten. It was a it was a good one. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks everyone. Uh, it's been awesome. And we'll we'll catch you next week, next Tuesday. Take it easy. Bye. Hopefully, no tech issues now. So hot. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys.